0: This is another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Skip Stewart, Vice President and Chief Improvement Officer for Baptist Memorial Healthcare. Hey,
1: everybody. I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a General Surgeon and Chief Medical Officer here at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto and Chief Quality Officer for the Baptist System.
2: And hi, everyone. I'm Jake Lancaster. I'm an internal medicine physician and the Chief Medical Information Officer for the Baptist System.
0: Well, I am so excited today. We have one of our very own from Baptist, Dr. Sherry Brooks. And uh, Sherry comes to us uh, in a new role, but a really important role. Sherry, tell us a little bit about your new role uh, at Baptist.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, My new role is the director for the Center for Career Development uh, we are brand new, just shy of a year. Um, we have not fully launched the center yet, so we're still in the planning phase and implementation phase. But just really excited about um, this new opportunity to help our teammates grow and, and progress in their career.
1: Sherry, uh, just to just to tag on to what Skip said, uh, you know, I was very excited to uh, hear that you're going to be on because. As we, as I mentioned earlier, I know about this much, not even an inch <laughs> worth of, of about the Center for Career Development. Tell us a little bit about its origins. You know, who who, who had the vision for this, and 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 what what was the need that uh, or the gap that uh, right. that we had to that uh, spawned the development of the center.
3: Well, really the origin was Mr. Little, our CEO. Um, He read an article in the McKinsey Report that talked about how in the year 2050 or 2030 maybe, um, the jobs that were going to be available out there were healthcare, uh, the service industry, and IT and how healthcare jobs in rural communities were going to be very difficult to come by um, and that a lot of people are migrating to the larger cities suburban areas uh, to remain employed. And so he got to thinking about our system and how we have a lot of community hospitals and clinics that are And this idea of what do we do, you know, we we are the major employer in a lot of these small towns and so we can't close. So it's very important for us to be able to think about career development for those individuals, how to upskill or reskill to stay current so that they don't have to leave their communities, but they can stay in their communities and thrive uh, within the system itself. So that was the origin.
2: Sherry, that that's really great, and and it was interesting when you're reading, you know, off the list um, of you know the, you know, it was healthcare, IT, and and services were the three major um, sectors, and so I feel like I'm safe being in both healthcare and, and IT, but it is and you're uh, also
1: providing a service too, so well, you got them all three. linked.
2: you know, and if you throw in podcast editor in there, I think I'm safe, you know, for generations, <laughs> um, but. But it is it is true that, um, you know, those might not be skills that our, our local population, our local employees uh, were trained in. Um, and so a lot of times when we're trying to find people that can fill those uh, these positions, we have to look elsewhere. And then if we find somebody very skilled, sometimes we'll lose them to an external employer. Um, you know, how do you see the Career Development Center helping us with being able to you know, find the people that we need you know, from that regard? and remain competitive?
3: So I think we have, I'm looking at a two-prong approach, right? So the first one is certainly uh, career development as we think about it as a retention tool. One, to increase uh, employee motivation and productivity, um, to help individuals not only see themselves at Baptist at their hire but also through retirement right and so the the main focus is to help them identify what might be their fit you know, we have a lot of entry level teammates that might be like in housekeeping or transportation uh, in the hospitals that aren't aware of opportunities for them. And so the center will be that catalyst to be able to help them to identify maybe their career interests, what's a good fit for them, what are their work values, and then help them to identify training programs or certification programs that can move them to the next level, you know? Um, so being able to provide those types of school uh, skills. One of the things that is on my list um, for hopefully next fiscal year is to develop a program called School at Work, Um, and this is an opportunity for some of those teammates who may not have had an opportunity to uh, fully gain the skills that they needed in high school. It's sort of not necessarily a remedial, but it it sort of brings back a lot of things like science, math and communication skills, verbal communication, and how do we, you know, email etiquette and reading comprehension, things that may be needed to help them to um, gain entry into a two-year program or get them ready for a certification or VOTEC program. Um, so, things that will help them to move up in the ladder in the career field. So, that's the first approach approach the second is uh, the idea of t- um type uh, talent pipeline development. So reaching out to our high school students, those who are interested in healthcare, you know, looking into career exploration. I'm working really closely with our Baptist Health Sciences University um, in their health core program uh, to identify first generation disadvantaged students who may not um, believe that they, that they can go into a career in healthcare. Um, and so it, it's sort of this exploration and exposure um, program that can help introduce these young people to different careers in healthcare. I think one of the things that people are not as familiar with, or when they think about healthcare, they think about clinical jobs. And I tell them, no, it's not all clinical. We have non clinical jobs. We have attorneys. We have IT people. You know, it, it's just like any other industry. There is a need for you and a place for you in healthcare. So just because you may be getting a business degree doesn't mean that you have to look outside of healthcare. So that, those are absolutely. the things that absolutely I
1: mean with with eighteen or nineteen thousand team members, not everybody is a is a nurse or a physician or respiratory mm-hmm. therapist. And you know, I it's just exciting uh, you know Mr. Little's vision and your vision as well because you know we're we're seeing this in other sectors. For instance, Google, Amazon, you know, I'm I'm all about higher education. But there, there is a lot of talent out there that uh, that is needed, that can be developed within our own organization, and and somebody might not necessarily have to go get an advanced degree or have to get a master's or, or get whatever. We, we can train them within our own uh, own organization. Uh, so I, I really think that's exciting and and fantastic. Right.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, when you think about a person who starts off as a housekeeper in our system and You know, they think I don't have the time or the money to be able to go back to school full time. Well, you know, the center, our goal is to show them where are the opportunities where they may not have to do that. There may be some on the job training programs, and we are looking into some different grants that can train them on the job while they work to help them to advance in their career that gets them that extra income or that extra, you know, certification that they need that makes a difference in their lives.
2: So, yeah, you that know, since you mentioned certifications, I wanted to ask about that and and where you saw you know that going. So would this be something that you they would do the regular job during the day and then do the certification like night school program or would it be um like a hybrid or would they have to take off completely yeah. from work and and do it?
3: No not many of our teammates are able to take off, right? yeah. <laughs> They need that income. So it's sort of a hybrid or, uh, or night program. Uh, for instance, we're working with the University of Memphis with some of their program offerings, and they have some customized solutions where they um, offer some online uh, training, and then they are willing to come to us um, to do some of the clinical components, for instance, in our um, Um, it's called a limited x-ray tech uh, for our MAs. So they can upskill our current medical assistants to do some limited x-ray tech um, things. And the program is online. uh, And then there's, a, I think, a Saturday um, class where they do the um, clinical components of that. Um, So there's some different training solutions that we can customize so that we can meet the needs of our teammates because not many people can take off from work and just go to school full time.
1: To, to talk a little bit about the logistics, um, and and you mentioned the Baptist Health Sciences Health Sciences University, I assume that the Career Development Center is going to be, as you mentioned, going to be closely uh, related to to the university. But is the center Career Development Center is it going to have a physical location? Is it going to be located within the corporate office, or tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yes. So physically, we are located in the corporate office on the fourth floor. Uh, we will get uh, some renovation um, of this area that we're in. Um, I think that'll be upcoming in the next 12 weeks or so because they have to put up modular walls and things like that. But that's our physical location. Um, we do we will have an off site um, or satellite location at the university that we have in collaboration with our employment services. Um, So we'll be there on the campus a few times a week. But also my vision is for us eventually to have at least a satellite office on every hospital campus. Um, So then that way individuals from the surrounding clinics would be able to come over. Um, Initially what we're going to do is launch in the metro market. We'll do um, a lot of um, advising via Microsoft Teams. Uh, my manager and I will go over to some of the entities and do some on-site uh, visits uh, as needed. But, but again, my vision for us eventually is to have a satellite uh, office on every campus.
2: That, that sounds great, Sherry. Um, you know we're. We focus a lot on continuous improvement on this podcast, and, you know, often you'll hear me ask about data and the use of data. Um, What can you tell us about, and do we have any idea of the demand or current need within our employee group of, of, you know, how many lives do you think you expect to go through the career development program, and what do you see success looking like?
3: Yeah, for me, I think success would be certainly a percentage of, of, of our nineteen twenty thousand 20,000 teammates. I would love to see 5,000 come through. I think, you know, that that's success. But honestly, the way that I would gauge success is if in five years I had other hospital systems uh, calling to say, we hear that you're doing great things at Baptist with career development. What did you do? How did you start it? Can you help us? Because this is a novel idea. There are not any hospital systems that are out there or very few. I've only been able to find one uh, in St. Louis that even has this idea of career development um, and have has a center and has some very, uh, very specific programming. So this is very novel um, out there. And so for me, that would be ultimate success. um, To have individuals be able to have testimonies, to say, I've come to the center, you know, I started off in this entry-level position, and now I have a career. Um, I can see a path for me moving forward where I don't have to leave Baptist. And then the word getting out that this is a good place to come because there's we are not only interested in hiring you as an internal nurse. Right. But we want to see you stay with our system in advance um, throughout your
1: career. So I am I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about a nursing student. Let's say she's a first year nursing student and she happens to be shadowing or, or visiting with with uh, Mary Ellen Summerall. Mm-hmm. And 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 Mary Ellen asked this nursing student. So so what what would you ultimately like to do? And she said, Well, I would ultimately like to have your job. Your job. <laughs> and, and and I mean that in a good way. I, and I assume that this center, you know, the center will be okay. Well, that's great. We 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 have a track yep. that can put you on that course to be a, a chief nursing officer somewhere, or maybe yep. even chief nursing officer of the entire system.
3: Yeah. And and that's exactly right. You know, it's interesting that you would say that because one of the things that I shared was that my goal is for every position in our organization to have a career path. Now, that path is going to look a, a couple of different ways. So I like to say there is a ladder approach and then there's a lattice approach. So the idea of the ladder approach is more for those individuals who are interested in leadership, right? They're, they want to advance to a leadership or through administrative level. Um, And so those are very specific steps. Those are very specific uh, types of skills you want to gain, uh, ensure that you're doing. Um, And so we have a, a diagram or pictogram of that. So here are the, the steps that we suggest in the first three years, the first five years, eight years, 10 years, and, and so on. And then there's a the lattice approach. You have some individuals who are like, you know, I'm happy being a nurse. I want to be the best nurse that I can be. I don't necessarily want to advance into leadership, but I want to be, you know, the, the superstar nurse. I'll be the trainer. I'll be the preceptor. I'll be, you know, the resource person. And that's sort of a, another approach, a lattice approach, where they're gaining skills in in their area of expertise, not interested in leadership, but also this approach is for those individuals who, you know, see themselves as wanting to advance but the, perhaps a ceiling. Um, I like to say a good thing about Baptists is that there's longevity. A bad thing about Baptists is that there's longevity in roles uh, because you may have a person that comes in and sees someone in, as a manager and they've been a manager for the last 15 years. And so then they're thinking, well, where is there for me to advance to? And so what we want these people to understand is that there is an area for you. You may have to take a lateral position, gain some new skills, gain some knowledge in some other areas, and then advance through that rank, right? So there's a lattice approach, you know, taking a step back or taking a lateral move or developing where you are. So that's my goal is to for everyone that comes into the system, whatever role that is, that you see a career path for you.
2: You know, and and that sounds like a lot like and I'm going to steal Skip's anecdote that he shared before we started recording about the guy that showed up at Toyota and was given a 40 year career plan that was reviewed every year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, uh, you know, how are we going to have that next year? Is that what we're looking for? Where, you know, I'm going to have my 40 year plan or, or how long do you think <laughs> until we get to that point? A, and I don't think I can work for 40 years. I, right. I think
1: I would, I'd be, you know, much too old. I, I don't yeah. even think I can, I, I'm not going to live for 40 more years. So. <laughs> you know, it's, it's
3: funny you would say that, but, you know, our goal is for everyone to at least have a career learning plan, um, yeah. you know, a career development and learning plan. I call it the CDP. Um, and, and I think what it's going to take is for uh, certainly buy-in from our managers and, and their levels um, to help Promote the idea that there is development available for everyone and to really push the idea of professional development in whatever shape, form or fashion that they may that that may be for the individual
1: person. And and Skip, I'm thinking about how the center can can work with with your department and, and, you know, you just your mind starts. Thinking about, well, God, what if what if you had somebody who wanted to I, I could see there could even be courses that you could take or you could get a certificate in, you know, quality improvement or continuous improvement uh, that could be offered to the Center for, for Career Development. And
0: that's exactly why I've worked on becoming best friends with uh, with Dr. Brooks. And I'm on the same floor <laughs> as her because I think you're absolutely right. I think there's some dots that can be connected there.
3: Yeah, certainly. I, I look forward to it and certainly working closely with organizational development and uh, ensuring that we have programs to help with things like leadership development, quality improvement, and things like that. So, certainly, I see how that does work together.
2: You mentioned, you know, that sometimes there's there seems to be a ceiling for some roles because, the, you know, the, the role that would be next for you would be a manager, and that manager's been here for 15 years and wants to be in that role for another Fifteen years, right. and so you know, I've you know, I've had friends that work in in healthcare um, administration at other places that you know, have had to move cities, move to different places around the country in order to advance. Uh, do you see this career development program as a way to retain some of that talent?
3: Yeah, certainly. I, I, that's my hope. Um, and you know. I think one of the important things to be able to share with our team members is that you may have to move, but we want you to move within the Baptist system. We want to retain you as a Baptist team member. Um, We don't want you to have to go to Methodist or, or, you know, to another city or state to, to, um, with another organization. You might, you know, we've had a lot of movement here recently in our organization where, you know, like Sam P has gone over to West Memphis. So he stayed with the organization, but, you know, he's over, across the river. And so, things like that are what we want to be able to point to, to say that there is advancement opportunities. You may have to move from your current location, but we still want you to stay within the
1: system. You know, I I have a question. I, I think, you know, a lot of us, we feel like we we recognize talent when we see it. But a lot of times we, we're wrong, and and a, and a lot of times we. Yeah, you can a, say
2: my name out loud,
1: <laughs> other, you, know, you know, when you have you know, we we get burned. We get burned <laughs> a little bit, or we get let down. But but how, yeah. you know, how important? Or or my question is: is there any type of training? For managers and directors to recognize talent and say, okay, these are these are the type of people that we're looking for, and these are the type of people with with this skill set or or this type of personality or whatnot that that we want you to be on the lookout for.
3: Yeah. So our goal is to uh, really work with leadership development. Uh, you know, we offer, I think twice a year at the BLDI, which is the Baptist Leadership Development Institute. And one of the things that I shared with Nancy, our, our chief um, human resources officer, uh, is that I'd like to see that beefed up a little bit after, after my first one. I, I feel like there's certainly a lot that we can do to help leaders, one, develop their own leadership skills, but also two, to help develop the next level leader and the idea of succession planning, um, because that's one of the things that I think we don't do necessarily a good job of, um, is that the idea of succession planning, but to effectively do that, we have to develop the next leader. Um, So I certainly have that on my agenda uh, as, as part of what I'd like to do through the center.
0: So
2: you mentioned that we're we're kind of just getting started with this. We're in, in the early phases of, mm-hmm. of the career development program. Um, tell us what's coming next. What should we expect over the next months, the years?
3: So, the next month or so, hopefully our integration with all of our software tools and uh, documentation systems will be up and running. Um, I'm working right now with Corporate Communications to develop our communications plan to let people know that we are here, what our hours of operation will be, how they can contact us. Uh, So all of that's in the plan for this next month of May, Uh, and we hope to be fully kicked off by third quarter, uh, or I guess, yeah, third quarter in June. so that. That we can get rocking and rolling.
2: Okay, so probably by the time this podcast is out, we'll be yeah. rocking and rolling.
3: Yeah. Is there hopefully.
2: is there gonna be a website uh, that they yes. can go to to learn more?
3: Yes. So we'll have two. We have our we'll have an external web page that is going to be um linked to the careers website because you know a lot of people will get onto our Baptist um online that O R G uh, and go to Careers and so our Uh, career development page will be linked to that externally and then our internal members will be able to access our uh, internal SharePoint page so we're in the process of working on that and getting it zhuzhed up and pictures and links and all of that stuff so yes we have all of that in the works.
1: Skip I can definitely see a follow-up podcast in the in the future to to see how this uh, the center is developing. It's, it's Ab- exciting.
0: Absolutely agree with you, HF. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Brooks, thank you so uh very, very much for coming on. I know you're gonna be joining us again in a in a few weeks down the road when we have Peter Schein come on to talk about uh career anchors, which will be right up your uh avenue. But we are just so thankful for you. Uh I'm looking forward to learning from you. I'm looking forward that everything that Jake's going to learn from you. And uh, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness,
2: you know, you know, I didn't ask the question. Is is what do you do when you just need to dump a, uh, a troublesome person without a, a clear roadmap? But yeah, I think that's what Steph's alluding
0: to. Well, it, it, if if you notice that we didn't ask for you to develop your plan, there's a reason there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but it, but in all seriousness. Uh, Brooks, Dr. Brooks, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you for your leadership. And and to, to echo what Dr. Mason said, we absolutely want you to come back on the podcast and, and share future developments as we uh, move forward with this great work.
3: Certainly look forward to it.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Right,
3: thank have you. a good one.